Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. Life is hard. But it could is this thing be working? Worse. Check, check. Life check, can you hear me? Life is hard. Did you check your mic? Um, you sound fine, but did you check it? I don't remember. Mm. Oh, you mean literally? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. I Literally, I metaphorically. Thought we were playing, and then I was playing. I'm always but. playing. So we could, did you know, this is, was news to me, I heard on the radio that uh, they were talking on one of the word programs about, or one of the, you know, quiz shows, <laughs> about the, uh, yeah. the, the, the definition of a jiffy. And apparently a jiffy used to be, if you were in the United States, it was a 60th of a second. And if you were in Europe, it was a 50th of a second. So kind of like the whole cycle of electricity thing. I don't know if you know, but, you know, electricity is 50 hertz in Europe and 60 hertz here. That's ridiculous. It is kind of, but everybody had to do everything different. You know, you'd think we could get Why would the- you divide a second into 50ths? Anyway, uh, I'm not sure why you divide it into 60ths, other than the fact that all the rest of the time fa- things are 60ths. Yeah, well, um, 60th of an hour is a minute. You know. 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour. But then after that, it goes but, to shit. So, anyway, 60, so 60 jiffies in a second. So they didn't agree I'll be on. There in a jiffy. They did not agree on how fast our electricity should cycle but they did agree they they decided that a jiffy would be a one hundredth of a second wow so it's an even faster jiffy now yeah yeah well you know can we get a uh, percentage increase on the speed there of a jiffy well it depends on where you are if you're in europe it doubled it's twice as fast and if you're in the united states it's 40 percent faster there you go all right, so that's the you know the uh, science for the day, I guess. Um, Is that right? I don't. Wait a second. What? To go from one sixtieth to one one hundredth, that would be. Oh, it'd be sixty six percent faster. Yeah, two thirds. Right, it'd be one hundred and sixty six percent of what yeah. it was. Yeah. Aha. <sighs> yeah. So if you're in Europe, it's 100% faster. If you're in the United States, it's 66% faster. But Sure. Okay. Either way, I mean, we could try to speed this up a little if you want to. I mean, I wasn't actually in much of a hurry, but now that you mention it. But now we have to go in a jiffy. Right. So I want to know, this came to me the other day when I was thinking about mouse traps. You know, it's been like a, probably the only thing that's been around longer than um, you have prost- a mouse trap prostitution. Already. It's called a dog. Yeah, my dog is he's, the only thing he's good for is is exploring the woods without me. Um, no, the uh, the you know since before there was even prostitution, there were people trying to develop better mousetraps. So, um, so I was thinking about this, and I was thinking to myself, how can we make a better mousetrap before we all agree on what is a better mouse? Mickey. Mickey is a better mouse. So the trap would be for Mickey. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's already fallen into it. You know what that mouse trap is? Florida. Minnie. Oh. (laughs) I don't know if you heard, but DeSantis, DeSantis, 
Florida's governor has uh, has is well. They passed legislation anyway. It, it happens, I think, in June, either June of next year or June of this year. But anyway, they're going to revoke uh, Disney World's uh, special tax status. They have the, Disney World apparently is its own city in Florida, so it, okay. it's its own taxing authority. It raises revenues uh, based on like property taxes that it, it charges itself and all the people that have businesses there or whatever, and uh, and then uses that money to pave the roads and take care of the sewer systems. It, it basically it is a completely functioning city that has municipal services and everything. They handle their own fire department, their own police department, their own everything. Is this part of the experimental? prototype community of tomorrow? No, no. It's just the way Disney World has always been working that way for like 50 years in Florida. That's Epcot. That's what Epcot stands for. Oh. Oh, I see. Epcot Center. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I just found out today because it was a trivia question that I did not know the answer to. It's crazy how many things are just coming at us. Learn something new every day. Teach an old dog new tricks. And stuff. Um, yeah, something like that. I have some. I, I this is kind of unusual. We don't usually talk about the Bible here. Um, Ooh, I made I, like I dis religion a lot, but we have a a Bible lesson tonight because, well, because I am kind a of a parable. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So there's two verses in the Bible that I thought were kind of interesting in a way. Matthew 7.21 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Okay, so note, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. Acts 2.21 says, so if you're feeling kind of depressed right now, thinking you're not going to make it, Acts 2.21 should cheer you up. It says, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. Yeah. And your point is that they're in conflict. Was there a conflict there? Yeah. Oh, Are you oh I, I missed. Silly? I missed that bit. No, I. Th- no. I, was just, I was just trying to cheer people up. No, you. That's exactly why you brought those two out. I would they, never do something like that. No. But, but, and look. I'm not whatever. I'm middle of the road. I'm certainly not like a beat people down Christian, right? But I think regardless of whether Jesus was real or whatever, in the New Testament, there's some good stuff in there. Like Jesus's mindset, whether they made it up or whether he was a real person, was like pretty spot on. And... My interpretation, which I think is fairly obvious that no one in the larger Christian community seems to get, is that Jesus basically, like, I never understood why the Old Testament is in the Bible, because Jesus basically said, you know the Old Testament? Forget it. Well, actually, he didn't. you didn't. You did not understand what we're trying to do here. I'm here to start over. Right. That's, that's not exactly what he said. He, that was the gist of it. He he actually said in another passage. He said, "I am not here to change the law." When they uh, so 
It there's right, so much the, contradiction. The, like law. They're not here to change man's law. Man's going to do what man's going to no, do. No, he was talking about man. the Old Testament. Okay. That was the context of it. I mean, that's what that's people asked him specifically about the Old Testament, and he said he wasn't here. Anyway, so there's contradictions all over the place, and that's the problem, Rob. You can okay. First of all, let me just say all the good things that Jesus said had to have already been happening in order for the human race to have reached the point that it had. If people did not learn to get along and to cooperate, we would still be living in the trees. Right, but that doesn't mean the message is bad. I mean, there's all the time. No, but you don't need... With good messages and stuff. You can't defend the Bible with the fact that it recites a bunch of tropes that we already had like everybody knew thou shalt not kill thou shalt you know love thy neighbor as thyself all these things are basic not that you know he didn't do the thou shalt kill thing not kill but all these things that they point to in the bible that are like oh look the bible's awesome because it gave us this code of morality and jesus had all these great things to say well jesus was not original in any of this stuff okay i'm not arguing that he is or even that the bible's worthwhile but i'm just saying some of the things he says in there are worthwhhile and oh, whether sure. you can get that same thing but, out of a kindergarten book or not doesn't make it any less but you worthwhile. can't you can't take the good and throw out the bad jesus sure also you can why not no because because you can't say jesus was great when he also told servants to be faithful to their masters I mean, he basically said nothing bad say about jesus slavery was great i said some of the things he said yeah i know great. but i'm just saying like if if you just say, "Oh, this guy said some good things," but it's like you hold him up as a as a uh, as a moral authority, and then you have to read well, the rest of what do. he I said. Don't. Well, I mean, well, like fuck him if that. he said a couple good things. I've said a couple good things in my life, and people still think I'm toxic. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> it's got to do with the things, not the. But that's what I was just about yeah. to say. Is like I fought that battle all my life. It's like that's exactly the Republican tactic or dirty politician tactic if you want to call it that because they probably both do it but whenever somebody has a message that's halfway decent right the immediate reaction is to discredit the person right like we always throw away the message because the messenger is not perfect like who gives a shit what the messenger is yes but you're missing the point here You're, you're missing the point jesus is supposed to be perfect. Okay. And the and the people who hold him up and use his, him as an excuse to enslave people, to tell women they can't have abortions, to... I 1,000% agree with all you. All the though. things that they do, hold him up you. as he was the son of God. Therefore, he can't be half right. Okay, well, I'm not arguing with you <laughs> i'm just saying it was just an innocent comment i, I understand some of the stuff he said was good <laughs> i mean there's probably things that hitler said that were good it doesn't change my Maybe. opinion of hitler well okay i'm not asking you to change your opinion of jesus i'm asking people that take the the bible and make it into this thing like you're talking about to look at it another way and say, yeah, there's some good ideas in there and take what's good and throw out the rest. That's all. I mean, I've read the Bible more than anybody else, obviously more than the Christians have. And, uh, you know, if you, if you start with the premise that the Bible is the 
you know, infallible word of God. Yeah, well, of course, then, we know that's then you're bullshit. completely fucked because it can it is not infallible. It is a fucking train wreck. And what they do is they pick out those few things like you want, you know, you, hey, Jesus said this, Jesus said this, isn't this wonderful? But therein lies the the trap because you think, oh, well, that's a great book and that's all, you know, that's cool. Unless you read the rest of it, you don't find out that that basically it's not what it's being proposed or, you know, uh, held up to be. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, that's, oh, okay. that's why I brought up a contradiction, because the contradictions, I think, are a clear sign that even the people who edited the Bible didn't bother to read it. Right. Because it's been edited many times, right? The Bible we yeah, have today. I was just going to point that out. Yeah, there was a TikTok I saw the other day. So, and of course, I mean, I knew it, but he just said it very cool, you know, like they were stories that were passed on by word of mouth 30 to 90 years after they happened. Well, and not to mention the fact the whole story, you know, the story of Jesus is a recurring story throughout mythology. There have been like right. four characters that have a very, very similar story. Right. So they're they're not even, the people who, you know, told the story weren't even recycling or, you know, digging up old information or whatever. They were actually recycling mythology, which makes it even worse because they, God only knows what the truth is. <laughs> You need, where's the button? Yeah, yeah, I don't even know because we're on a different bank right now. We have a, <laughs> we have special things going on. Today All right, I got to do it for word. you. That works. Got Pretty sure. Knows. So, so I wanted to bring up this. I thought this was kind of funny. Um, oh, we do have another science segment too. Now that you mention it, um, there's some a new thing in in Zimbabwe where people are very poor right now. Actually, they've been poor for a long time. I don't know if you've followed Zimbabwe, but back when, when what's-his-name was, Mugabe was still in charge, the inflation was like, you know, thousand percent. We complain about inflation here, but <laughs> inflation was so bad there that if you took money out of the ATM, by the time you walked home with it, it was worth a tenth of what you took out. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the, the latest thing, these poor, poor youths, youths? The youths. Youth, the youths, two youths. Youths. Utes, these poor the Utes. Two Utes. You're gonna. This is gonna kill you. I I read this. Um, they're using diapers. To okay, so let me just read a quote from the news article. Um, it says, and this is taken, you know, just from the middle of it. It says, so he and his friends have resorted to a far cheaper alternative, adding water to the white residue found in used diapers and boiling it. Quote, after boiling, it forms a grayish substance, and we drink the mixture, Gendao told Al Jazeera. Quote, it's semi-solid, it smells and tastes bad, but we just drink it. It helps us to get high at less cost. I need wow. a drink. I need a little drink in the morning to have energy and confidence as I attract passengers, said the teenager who has been abusing drugs since his third year in high school six years ago. This is a drug. It's, that's like it's, okay, so you boil the white residue in used diapers, right? And I believe also, which would also have like crap in it, right? Yeah, you can also use sanitary pads. So if you prefer to, you know, drink you know, blood that's been 
you know, clotted and uh, anyway, it, yeah. I mean, if <laughs> you, you have my blood boil, literally, I guess we should have a warning at the beginning of the podcast that if you're eating, just put it down. <laughs> just either don't Graphic. listen to the podcast, finish eating before you listen to the podcast, or or put your lunch down while you listen to the podcast. Attention listeners, this podcast has graphic content. May not be suitable I, for those who are indulging. I mean, it, I'm just thinking, you know, you, you've got to just take this sort of in, a, in the larger context of what's happening here. I mean, you've got a population of people that are so desperate and so poor that they're willing to resort to measures like this in order to have a happy moment in their day. I mean, it's pretty we sad. Ain't no drug, man. You ever... No, I'm, I won't do that on the podcast. It's a family show. I won't say it. It's a family show. Okay, so we'll talk about sex for a minute then. So, <laughs> you're probably familiar with the spiders that, that that where the female eats the male after they have sex. Black Widow, right? Well, the Black Widow is one of them. The Orb, the orb Weaver is, is also a really a common one that you'll see all over the place. Orb Weaver. They're the pretty ones, the, the black and yellow ones that get kind of large. The females get large. The males oh, don't get Oh, the ones that you have in North Carolina? I always call them banana spiders. Or yeah, banana. yeah. I, I call them People. garden. I call them garden spiders, but they're orb weavers. Anyway, the, the, what's cool about orb weavers is the female's really huge, and the males are barely visible. They're little tiny. When you see the little cross weaving in the web like the web will have a certain overall pattern but then there'll be these little tighter weaves in there Mm -hmm. that's the work of the male spiders and the female will generally have multiple males in the web but after she has sex with them she eats them because she's hungry after sex i mean aren't we all like the first thing you want to do is like go to the fridge and find something to eat right yeah well when your partner is that much smaller than you what else are you going to do right well, these apparently some spiders have developed a defense mechanism where they catapult themselves away from the female immediately after pulling out. Nice. So it so says they fuck her and run. <laughs> it says in the lab the team made it 155 pairs of spiders. In 152 of the encounters, the males catapulted off the females to safety. The three males that did not do the behavior were captured, killed, and eaten by the females. This is in a test environment, though, right? It's in a lab, yeah. Well, they they yes. they discovered this behavior, and well, oh, you think the spiders are just doing it to be performative in the lab? No, I, I'm thinking that they're like there's a difference in the web, maybe because the web would be sticky, and they couldn't just catapult off the web. Oh no, spiders don't you know, stick to the web. They'd be stuck. Spiders don't mm. stick to the spiders. Have special feet. That, that's the whole the whole shtick with their web, right? They can crawl around in their web all they want and anything that, you know, anything else gets stuck in it. Yeah, but you said part of it was spun by the... Well, yeah, the but it's still the same still the, same silk. It's the same species of spider. I'm you, they're going to do more science on there and find out that the, the female <laughs> spider part has extra sticky stuff to keep the men from catapulting away. Well, the female's probably going to have to work on that. In fact, is what she might do is just is just uh, web them down, you know, tie them down to the web before they have mm-hmm. sex. There you go. She's like bondage going on. Yeah, in she's like, I'm going to tie you up. We're going to have sex, and then I'm going to eat you. <laughs> uh, and and we're going to start a Pornhub channel. <laughs> but if you think women have all the advantages, we're going to be rich. You know, because we always talk about how women have like have it so good. You know, they get all the perks and they. 
make mm-hmm. more money than we do. And they, you know, they, it's, I mean, you can ask your wife, she'll tell you women got it great. Right. Anyway, I just totally. found out that women actually experienced more symptoms from long COVID than male, than their male counterparts. So, so that's one thing women don't have better than us. Well, we'll have to fight that social injustice another day. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen, but there's some... even the even the virus is sexist. I know, I know. Jeez. Against women, I mean, it's so backwards because you know there's a war on men right now. I don't know if you've heard, but I think Fox News told me that there's a war on men. Yeah, it's white men. It's just like the war on Christmas. We have a war on Christmas, a war on, on white men. We have a war on all the good stuff in the world because the libtards are taking over. Hmm. The traditional family roles. So should we do Doug's depressing metaphors before we do the new word? Uh, Well, is the new word in the metaphors? Nope. Okay. All right. Let's have the metaphors first. Okay. This is just All one. Right. Well, they, they're depressing, right? This is, a, this is a depressing metaphor, but the new section is Doug's depressing metaphors. So this is a new segment. Oh, we only we get have. one in the whole segment? This is a, it's a story. It's a, it's a, it's, it's more like a, you know. Oh, it's like a long metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's like a parable. <clears throat> kind of like that. It's just, you know, it just, it just doesn't end well, right? All right. But it's meant to well, be a metaphor it. for life. It's meant to be kind of not, not, not necessarily like a specific true story. It's like we change the names to protect the innocent, you know? Yeah. I'm with so, you. So this is a story about two young, beautiful people. This is a story all about. We find them walking together on a path through a lovely forest. They haven't been walking together for long, but they feel like they've known each other their entire lives. Some of Uh you can relate to this, I'm sure. They deeply enjoy each other's company, and they both fantasize about starting a family with the other. Yes, they fantasize about starting that family. Yeah, well, I was trying to put it in a (laughs) family-friendly way, you know. Um But while they were just walking quietly, taking in the fresh air and feeling content just to be together, they came to a fork in the trail. One of them went left and the other went right. They never saw each other again. They both went to their graves with a deep sense of regret. (laughs) That's it? That's it. Did they just leave the fork there? Nobody picked it up? Like that's littering. No, no, it was it was a fork in the trail. Oh, like it split. Yeah, like it went. That's the metaphor, right? It's it's a metaphor for two people, like you know, they they get on the wrong bus, or maybe they go to different colleges, and then there's an earthquake in between the two colleges that destroys all the bridges, mass transit between the two, and you can't get there from here, and they never see each other again. You know that kind of thing. that is depressing. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to <sighs> trying to keep the podcast true to its name. We haven't had a good sigh in a while. Yeah, I know. So, so <sighs> the so the new word is kayfabe. Oh, that makes it all that much better. K a y f a b e. K a y f a b e. Yeah, it feels like it could be kayfabe or something, but it's I I actually don't kayfabe. I stumbled across it while reading an article in the Atlantic. I didn't actually look up the pronunciation of it. Well, yeah, I, look, I looked up the definitions. Like, I guess I could have looked K-fab. at the pronunciation. Kayfabe, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E. And the definition is the fact, 
It's a noun. The fact or convention of presenting staged performances as genuine or authentic, like in uh, professional wrestling. Gotcha. Or like false flag operations. <laughs> it could be. But, but I didn't know there was a word for this. And if I did know there was a word for it, I would have never guessed it was kayfabe. <laughs> right. Yeah. I never heard that. Yeah. I, I, I made up a word. Well, I made up a slang word. Like I took a slang and upped it. Like I primoed it, man. Like, so you know how people say fave? Like, that's my fave. Like, yeah, favorite. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So like that. And just for another example of how this has happened lately, the word like best, like a best friend or favorite movie or whatever, like somebody will say, that's my favorite movie. But they don't mean that they've carefully gone through the list and, you know, spent. Right. No, no. It just hours sitting up debating on like, well, This one would be my favorite, but, you know, so they're not picking one. They just have a general category called favorite. So I think what we've lost over the recent, you know, years is that singularity, that exclusivity of being the absolute favorite or the absolute best or whatever. So because they shorten favorite to fave, I propose that the difference between that's my fave meaning one amongst plenty in a tier of favorites. Mm -hmm. But if you have like one that's by itself, it is the favorite. It's a all time favorite. Yes. It's a unifave. A unifave. A unifave. Exactly. Well, there you go. So there's a new word for you. Spread it kids. Who'd have thunk of that? Yeah. Yeah. We need to go viral. You my unifave. Huh? <clears throat> I came across a little um, factoid. That's pretty hip, though, right? Like, kids will be saying that tomorrow, I think. Unifave. Well, it's yeah, it's kind of like unitard. Not unifave. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, a unitard, that would be like, man, you just did the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> no, a uni- You're a unitard. <laughs> unitard is a type of clothing, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I just... I feel like I want to, I needed to, I wrote this down because I heard, I uh, was reading um, this uh, s- story about about the um, deaths in South Africa from the flooding. Okay, so the UN estimated, according to this story I was I reading. I saw the deaths in South Africa. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, they estimated that 500,000 <laughs> people have died in the past six months in catastrophic weather events. Oh, my God, Doug. Well, I just want to put this in perspective because, you know, we keep talking about how climate change. Well, we don't. I'm always railing about how climate change is going to be a catastrophe. But, you know, people are like, well, we don't want to destroy our economy to deal with this. We have to, you know, deal with it at our convenience because we don't want to be, you know, inconvenienced by having to try to deal with. An inconvenient truth. Yeah, well, that's why that was called an inconvenient truth. But anyway, the point I'm getting at is that. So you got in the last six months, you got five hundred thousand dead from climate catastrophes just in South Africa. This is worldwide. By by contrast, the longest running, most violent conflict we have going on right now, believe it or not, is not Ukraine; it's Ethiopia. And there have been fifty to hundred thousand deaths from that. 
So easily five times as many people have died in the last six months just in South Africa from weather events that were heavily influenced by climate change. I can't say they're completely because of climate change. I mean, weather events happen anyway. Well, probably um, the extremity, though. Yeah, the extreme. The extreme. That's really the difference. Like, you know, you can get a storm, but now it's like worse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we get worse winds, you know, stronger, heavier rains. In this case, it's been flooding that's been the big thing. And there's a lot of people killed in Australia from that recent flooding also. Like, weather is hard, Yeah, and it's getting worse. Exactly, it's definitely getting worse. So I wanted to throw that in. And then then the last thing, um, which could also be a new segment, is, uh, is songs that Doug has stuck in his head that he wants to share. Oh, this is going to be my favorite segment ever. Yeah, yeah. I maybe you could do one too someday um if you get oh, a song yeah. stuck in your head. So the Absolutely. idea of this segment is and we're right at the end of the show, so this we're going to leave you Well, no, wait. I want to oh, you, talk Oh, you want to throw something in before we Oh, you want to talk yeah. about after Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Okay, but I'm thinking we should leave them with the song stuck in their head. Right? Wouldn't you want to well, do that? Well, I guess if that's what you want to do. I was going to show you how to get any song that you have stuck in your head out. Oh, okay. Well, here's the song. So how do we get this out of our head? Because I'll never... Wait's the best part. We can take it to the end of our life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It gets. Uh, it's great. I mean, that's I. The best I, part. I love you. We don't have time to play the whole song. On me all of the time. <laughs> oh, I know it's great. I don't know if I want to get it out of your Nasty, head. Nasty. Now. now it's stuck in everybody's head. That was the whole point. We get this song stuck in everybody's head. So, all so, right. Well, here's here's how you get it out. Okay, if you ever have a song that's stuck in your head and you can't get it out, you just make yourself think of this. Look at what's happened to me. I can't believe oh, no. myself. Suddenly I'm up on top of the world. It should have been somebody else. How is that supposed to help? Because it replaces it with that. Yeah, but that's not helpful. Okay, that's fine. Well, I, didn't, I, I didn't say it was helpful. I said it was how to get the song that was stuck in your head out of your head. Okay, well, we'll end the podcast with. <laughs> are we getting? Are we paying the royalties? No, the no, we're not. Which is why we got to be very careful how we do this because right, it can only be like fifteen I'm seconds. Fair use, man. Fair use. There you go. Damn it! I didn't know those. No, that's the end. That's as much as I recorded. Because I was trying no. to keep us. I was trying to keep us from blowing that copyright thing. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, yeah. You got it. Life is hard, <laughs> but it could be worse. Life is hard. Maybe this will get stuck in their head. But it could be worse. That's the one that is stuck is in mine hard. all the time. I don't know. But it could be worse.